The following podcast contains spoilers for The Basement and Midsummer. You have been warned. Welcome back, everybody, to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Blingerman Platting, along with your host, Miguel Magusta. Hello. Hola. Como estas? Bien gracias. <laughs> How you doing? I'm surviving, man. We just out yeah. here on the streets living. Yeah, I don't know what that exactly means, but that's what I'm saying. It. On the streets living and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like bums, I guess. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. I hope I have an answer. What Scottish historical figure does Mel Gibson play in Braveheart? Ooh, topical because we did kind of a not sequel to this for our first uh, real episode. William Wallace, isn't it? Yeah, 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 you got it. it. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the smarts on me. Not even Look having you. a multiple I honestly, choice. I honestly had no idea, so... I mean, without looking at the card. I, oh, I mean, wow. I... No, it's like a real Scottish figure. I don't know his name though. Uh, Scottish history is not my forte. So, uh, how, how, how you been? You got any uh, any movies to mention that you watched last week? Uh, yes and no. Okay, mm. so by the no, I mean I started them but fell asleep because they were pretty bad. Um, so we watched uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I don't know if you got to see that yet. I have not. Was that bad and you fell asleep? Uh, terrible. God, I fell asleep. Coma. <laughs> Coma ridden. I, st- I still haven't seen Homecoming, so... Really? Yeah, I actually I, have... I, I actually really, really liked Far From Home. Um, I think it might be up there with the original Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. I have no interest in seeing either, but I probably will at some point, but like, I'm not rushing to see it, so... Yeah. Uh, so up there with Spider-Man 2 with uh, Doc Ock and Tobey Maguire, eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, That's... I personally think so. I think the villain... No, Jake Gyllenhaal was. That, that's actually the villain, just Jake Gyllenhaal, not uh, not any of the other characters. Yeah, yeah, which is a course, bad guy, of course. Uh, uh, I thought he was great. That's good. Well Any, written. Anything else? Um, so we watched. I went to the beach this weekend. My dad likes to rent movies while we're there for when we are not going out at night. Uh, so he got a movie called Hellfest. Or Hellfest. Oh yeah. Which is a not good horror movie. <laughs> Uh, then we watched The Meg. I fell asleep probably 20 minutes into that. Uh, and then... I that got one to, is bad, but it's fun, The yeah, Meg. I didn't, I didn't get that far. Um, yeah. And then uh, we rewatched uh, uh, Serenity with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was great. Uh, he didn't like that. <laughs> He's like, that movie, is, that movie is Drive. I'm like... I mean, you watched Hellfest and liked it. What? That movie was Drive? Jive. Jive. Oh, Jive. What? Yeah, it's just my my dad's lingo. Okay. (laughs) You gotta meet my dad. Uh, And then we watched um, one more movie. What the hell was it? Oh, uh, Olivia Wilde movie, uh, The Vigilante. That was was pretty boring. Really? Interesting. With a name like Vigilante, it was boring? Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, think, uh, just think of the girl with the dragon tattoo without all the fun. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't seem very fun. Yeah. <laughs> she, the, well, the premise, not really the spy stuff. Yeah. Um, she is a lady who's helping other ladies 
um, but it's really boring. Yeah, I think that's all we watched. Yeah. <laughs> well, or you, fell asleep too. You, you beat me, even wow. if you fell asleep. I only saw, other than the two uh, we're talking about today, I only saw two. I saw uh, yesterday that uh, the new Danny Boyle movie about the uh, guy who gets hit by a bus and wakes up and oh, no yeah. one remembers the Beatles. It was okay. Huh? It was fun. Um, you know, nothing extremely crazy good, but it was still still good movie. Um, and then I watched Murder Mystery, a movie you watched, I think, last week or so. Uh, no, the Adam Sandler one. Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, as far as his movies go, I think you said this, I, which I agree with. It's better than many of his recent movies. Yeah. Um, still not saying much, but I, 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 you know, I laughed. I, I found it humorous at points. And it had its moments, but yeah. it still wasn't that great. Yeah, I didn't hate watching it, but I would probably never watch it again. I think the main um, thing that I said is what he usually makes his movies for is like his friends, but like yeah. this one wasn't one of those. One thing I will say, him and Jennifer Aniston had a really good um, back and forth. Yeah, uh, I, I thought I actually bought them as like husband and wife, even though she's like way out of his league. They, they did um, another movie together too, didn't they? Yeah, I forget which one, but uh, it was the one before or after Drew Barrymore, the most recent one. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Okay, I never, I didn't see that one, um, but uh, yeah, it, overall is uh, enjoyable, but nothing to write home about. Um, but that does it for this week. Uh, we have two movies to discuss today, <laughs> so let's start with <laughs> the basement. <laughs> Forgive me for all for I have sinned. I've killed seven people, tortured them in unspeakable ways. For these sins, I ask absolution. Something has happened to my husband. He went to the store, but he never came home. Have you heard about this Gemini killer? No. He always answers his phone. He'd find a way to call Perhaps an interesting tattoo. It's Gemini. Have a twin. All right. All right. (laughs) Let's get it over with here. The Basement, directed by Brian M. Conley and Nathan Ives, written by the same two, stars Jackson Davis, Caleb Long, and Misha Barton. Uh, The Basement is about a seemingly innocent man is abducted by a notorious L.A. serial killer who forces his victims to roleplay with him so that he can enact his capture, torture, and murder mysteries. You mean fantasies? See, we just said murder mystery, and I thought I'd, like, replace a word, but, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> you caught me. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll let you start with this one. So I picked this movie knowing it was going to be bad, obviously. <laughs> knowing it was going to be bad. Probably borderline absolutely the worst thing we've ever seen. But it looked like a funny knockoff of uh, Split, which is the main reason why I picked it, and I wanted to see how that would play out. You know, gun to my head, I would pick this over Spring Breakers. Absolutely. Um, so it's not the worst thing we've ever seen, but... Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just really boring. Like, it wasn't even, like, enough to make fun of boring. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Misha Barton's character serves no purpose. And then they try to make her serve a purpose at the end with, uh, you know, her having hired her. T- First of all, the the most obvious twist in the world. Yeah. Like the second that uh, the main character uh, played by Caleb Long reveals that she was in a foster home uh, and was like sexually abused and everything while he's talking about his sister, who is the same age as her, also known as a twin. Um <laughs> was sexually abused and, and went to a foster home. I was like, oh, okay, that's like 20 minutes in. You're not even going to try to, like, draw that out a little bit. And Misha Barton's character serves no purpose throughout everything, throughout the whole thing. You already know they're going to be, like, brother and sister, but, like, there's no capacity. No, like, it's, you, don't, it's you a, don't know to what capacity. I mean, it's um, a really boring time. And yeah. she was very boring and bland. Yes. Um, I will. I will say right off the bat, this is not going to be a movie we're going to talk about for a while. Uh, yeah. At least on this review, because it's um, it's very boring. Yeah. Uh, I think that both Jackson Davis and Caleb Long, who are the two main characters, Jackson da- uh, Davis playing Bill Anderson, who's the mm-hmm. serial killer, Caleb Long playing Craig Owen, who's the victim. There were definitely moments in the movie that. They seemed like they didn't want to be in that movie. <laughs> I would say for the first... Not lying yeah, at all. For like the first 30, 40 minutes, they are both just phoning it in. Mm-hmm. And then there are definitely moments when they do up their game a bit, and it's actually somewhat believable. Yeah, you can see um, Jackson trying a little bit. Yeah, and Caleb starts to try when he's trying to persuade. Like, he's he's kind of playing along with... Uh, yeah with the serial killers um, tendencies. But in in a movie where the pizza delivery guy is the best actor, <laughs> which is 100% true, the guy who, who, true. who delivers the pizza in it, the best actor in the entire thing. Um, his name is Kareem J. Grimes. He's the uh, played Andre, who I didn't even know he had a name, but apparently no, he's he had a name. really pizza guy. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, you're messing up when your pizza delivery guy's the best actor in the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, it was a very, very small cast. Uh, literally, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten people, pretty much. And I only remember like five or six. Yeah, there was five. There was, I, there I remember was the four main characters. There was the pizza guy, the store clerk, and then really after that, I don't. Yeah, so six. Six people I yeah. remember and then There might have been people in the store that I didn't yeah. see, but And and uh the actress who plays the best friend, uh, who you find out later that Owen well not even later, just kinda right off the bat. <laughs> There's no tension in this movie at all. Mm-mm. Um, you find out she's having an affair with the main the main actor. Uh I didn't know that anyone could make Misha Barton look better in this movie by being worse than she is. <laughs> but this actress did it. Bailey Ann Borders. Uh, I don't mean to call her out. Actually, I mean, yeah, I do. Um, you're getting paid to act and you're going to do that shitty of a job. Well, I think <laughs> I think a huge thing is uh, I don't know if like they might have gotten this from a friend or whatnot, but what did they have? A Ferrari in uh, in the beginning? They had a Ferrari. Uh, if like 
I, I don't know my cars. I thought it was a Lamborghini, but it's, I also it's, went it's, idiot. it's one of those exotic, exotic yeah. cars. But uh, if I don't know if they paid for that or not, but if they did, they should have taken that money, gotten something relatively more like luxury looking, like a, I don't know, a Mercedes or something, instead of like a full blown. Let me get a Ferrari or a Lambo. Yeah, who who drives a Lamborghini? And then goes to, to, to run store. an errand. To run an errand. <laughs> Not on the, but they went to like a like a, a quick stop store. Yeah. To pick up champagne. Yeah, like it's it'd be one thing if it was like a really nice BMW or Mercedes yeah. or whatever. But like it is a sports car. You know that guy has more than one car anyway. Um, and the, no one who owns a Lamborghini is the Lamborghini their only car. Mm-hmm. That that's just not a thing that happens. No one only has a Lamborghini. Uh, I I work in the automotive industry, unfortunately, and uh, I have seen the miles on used Lamborghinis, and they're all like two thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Is the highest I've ever seen a used Lamborghini. Yeah, they suck up some gas too. Yeah, which but, is why uh, people get rid of them real fast. Yeah, so, they so buy like, them to say that they could, they have one, and then they never drive it, and then they sell it back. Yes, yeah, so if they, if they if they wasted the budget on that, I think if they took that and maybe put it into either better actors uh, or just better writing for the movie. Yeah, it probably could have been slightly better. Yeah. Guy took a Lambo to a freaking <laughs> a quick it, stop store. One thing that's like a corner store. It was literally a corner store. Yeah, it's 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 not just this movie too, but I love how in in like bad movies, bad horror movies, to show that someone is not a good person or a weirdo, they have them listen to hardcore or heavy metal. <laughs> like it's it's such a trope where they're just like, oh yeah, this person's a, a bad guy because he's listening to metal, and it's like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. It's not really working, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even think they're showing the budget on this in here. Oh, I I would not show the budget if I were them because it's probably something embarrassing, like fifty million dollars or something. But yeah, it's it's probably yeah. twenty twenty million if that's Misha Barton. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, this, this is just not a good movie. Not even enough to make fun of, which was my goal, was to just make fun of this movie. Yeah, it's not bad in a fun way. It's just yeah. bad. Um, what, was, what was he called? The Gemini Killer or something like the, that? Yeah. It's, and but why if, would they call... I guess he carved their, their the Gemini symbol into their heads. Yeah. I was going to say, how did they know to call him the Gemini Killer? Well, the, the main flaw that I saw with that is he's got the Gemini mark tattooed on his arm. So he's not a hard person to find. Yeah, uh, you just see that guy. Yeah, probably. You're like, wow, that guy's got a huge Gemini tattoo on his arm. Maybe <laughs> he, he's he the brings, Gemini killer. <laughs> he brings uh, attention to him by listening to loud heavy metal music. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, it's just not... I'm well, trying I mean, to... I mean, granted, he... I think he played it more... I don't know if that was like an act like he was because all that was an act because like during the little flashback of when he's talking to his sister, like he seemed like a normal acting type guy. But mm-hmm. I, I don't do I don't I can't. Yeah. And it does. I mean, it, it has some positives to it. Like like I said, like 40 minutes in, it does start getting compelling, but that's way too long for it mm-hmm. to. Like I would have if I wasn't doing this for this podcast, I probably would have turned it off. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. 
But yeah, I wish I could find some budget and uh, gross numbers, but I can't. They're they're hiding that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doubting that at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have anything to say. It's a completely massive waste of time and <laughs> I mean this this movie definitely would have worked better if it was more comical. Oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Uh on Rotten Tomatoes, the picture of Caleb Long is a picture of him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like there's someone who's in the foreground, two other people who are in front of him, and <laughs> his his head's just peering over this guy's <laughs> shoulder. How <laughs> uh, do you see it? Won an award for what? Well, actually, it didn't win. Uh, Jacob Davis won for best actor in a horror hound film festival. I mean, he doesn't. No, he he does an he, okay job. Yeah, I he mean, wasn't bad. Like he did what he could with what was given to him. Yeah. Um, horror, horror Hound Film Festival, yeah. And then uh, they got nominated for Best Horror Feature in Shriek Fest 2017. Yeah. It's uh, not to shit on horror festivals, but horror festivals aren't known for having like a high amount Standard. of quality. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's not, again, not saying that they're bad. It's just horror festivals get the a certain kind of people who like these kinds of movies and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but um yeah Jax Davis he did a good job with what he had but yeah I think this movie definitely would have worked better if it took like a comical direction or just maybe just an even darker direction yeah I don't I don't know how difficult would it be to knock out a tooth I would think enamel would be a lot harder than that. Please, not my left hand. That's okay, I'm sorry. No! There we go. Everything is set. Yes, his name is Craig Owen. Please just check again. Untie me right now! Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Sometimes what you see on the outside is not... What's on the inside? I smile all the time. They're doing bad things to me. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Midsummer. You know, actually, before we move on, I'm sorry. I wonder if my dad would like this movie because I found out the basement. I found out my family loves shitty horror movies <laughs> like my sister and my dad both just love this shit. i believe it a lot of people and do. my dad's girlfriend too like not not to call them out but like my dad's girlfriend asked me all the time she's like oh how'd you like this movie and it's, it was a shit movie like mm-hmm. whatever she asked me every time i see her yeah i mean th- that's and the, the thing and like, they didn't like us that, that drove me nuts ugh. like i there are there are some people that I know that are really big into movies, but they like horror movies and they're really easy on the, the bad horror movies, but then really hard on the good horror movies. Yeah. Like they would rate just hypothetically, they would rate like the shining and, uh, a movie like this, the same, like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a, a half star difference or whatever. And it's just cause they, for some reason they forgive 
when things don't have a budget, but then just go extra hard on what many people consider masterpieces because they want to be, you know, counterculture and all that. Um, yeah, so when it comes to my dad's girlfriend, I try to be nice. Like, she asked me how the recent Annabelle was. I'm like, uh, well, I can guarantee you it's probably shit. Um, and, but with my dad and my sister, I'm just like, you like that movie? No, well, never mind. I'm not surprised, but uh, <laughs> you guys need to get it together. Yeah, and then not, how do you not like us? Uh, anyway, moving on to Midsummer. <laughs> I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through? Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Skull! Written and directed by Ari Aster, starring Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, William Jackson Harper, Wilhelm Blomgren, and Wilm Poulter. Will Poulter. <laughs> Wilm Poulter. Uh, midsummer tells the story of a couple that travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Glenn. Mike. You text me after watching this. Two <sighs> words. Those words were dude. Two separate sentences. <laughs> two separate sentences. Dude, period. What period? Not even a question. <laughs> Just a statement. a statement. A statement of what? Dude, what? <laughs> and I need to know why. Uh, because well, it could go either way. It could right, go either so way. Here, 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 dude, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, that's that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, this movie was really really good. Yeah. Um, like. So the runtime was two and a half hours, which I didn't look at before I went into the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of those movies where you could have kept watching if it was longer. I wanted it to be longer, yeah. honestly. Yeah, like I, if it was three hours, three and a half, I still would have sat there. I was soaking wet because there was a flash flood uh, <laughs> this morning. I was soaking wet in the theater. I agree. I would have kept watching it. Like, is is that good? Is that creepy? It's that unsettling oh, the yeah. whole time. It's just like, dude, yeah, what? <laughs> TM. Uh, TM. Uh, yeah, I, I think Ari Aster uh, is proving himself to be up with Jordan Peele as like the next great horror directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is more digestible than Hereditary just because it has oh, a lot. It has a lot more comedic relief it's probably more fucked up than hereditary 
But at least you'll laugh. Hereditary's really just fucked up at the end. Yeah. Um, like it's weird. But it's also for it's majority really, of the part. It's really depressing though. Yeah. Whereas this is unsettling throughout, but you know you laugh from time to time. It's, it's unsettling in like the smallest ways too. Yeah. Just the like way that people like talk to each other or yeah, like, like react. Even, even the friend uh, played by Wilhelm Blomgren, um, who you're not supposed to know is creepy from the get go. Uh, he reads as you know nice, but you're not sure if it's because he's. I mean, knowing the plot of the movie, you're probably like, oh, he 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 knows mm-hmm. some fucked up shit. But uh, you um, you kind of want him to be naive to it and kind of oblivious to what yeah. goes on in his hometown. Because he, he comes off as a nice guy, but he is like there's something off about him. And you're not sure if it's just because he's foreign and, and doesn't know how like Americans act or whatever. But uh, I th- yeah, it's just a. Great movie from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that Ari Aster, I think, is becoming one of his trademarks is awkward, but real and devastating, like howling, mourning, crying. Like, like both Tony Collette in Hereditary and Florence Pugh in this. Uh, when they have something tragic happen to them, just have like this really realistic howling cry, mm-hmm. and it's haunting in a way. Yeah, it's just like one of those cries. If you were like alone, you'd probably just be like, <gasps> "I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't want to spike the mic or anything." But it's yeah, just like, exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Florence Pugh, man. She's great. She's fantastic. She's in this great, movie. and and the only thing that I don't buy is how any guy would find her a nuisance. Like it's, it's <laughs> like that's the main her boyfriend's whole thing is like oh yeah she's she's just annoying me, and like what she's doing doesn't really seem that annoying, and it's also Florence Pugh so you're just like just suck it up man. Well yeah, like, I mean she was annoying the shit out of me. I'll be honest. Oh yeah. I, I mean I I can't stand uh people. I won't just say chicks who are like this. Just like. Super, my my sister's like this. I'll say that. I don't like you, Brittany. <laughs> Psych. Um, they're just like really bipolar and like make you feel like you're the bad guy in a lot of situations. Well, granted, like maybe like he was at a certain point, like here, like just in a decision he made. But like, it's really hard See, to explain. I feel like it could be viewed either way because yeah. I. There were times, I mean, they both did it, but there were times where I felt like... Overreacting is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I felt like he did it too, in a way. At least in the beginning. At points he had it coming to him, yes. Yeah. Um, So, like, it it, it definitely went back and forth, because I I felt like... Like, he, he, he's no hero. Like, he wasn't, like... Oh, well, he kind of doesn't deserve that. Like, he wasn't that kind of person, but, like, at the same time, it's like, all right, you don't need to, you don't need to be overreacting like that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I hate people who overreact like that. Yeah, well, to me, it seemed... I mean, she worked it. She did so good at it. Like, yeah. To I, me, to I me, she... I believe she actually had that problem, but... Yeah. She seemed like someone who more had, like, a me- mental illness, like bipolar disorder yeah. or whatever. And he just seemed kind of like an asshole who was not empathetic of that. 
and I'm not saying that he should have dealt with everything, but like there were definitely times where I, I was like, Dude, you could you could kind of like hear her out a bit more than you're yeah. doing right now. Um, but yeah, again, there there's both times where they're one's right, one's wrong, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think. I think a major thing that uh, you can take with that is that they were in a relationship for four years. They even bring that up. So, like, I could see it dragging on him. Yeah. At least the three and a half years when a certain plot point happens with her, her family. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see I could see that dragging and then that kind of overbearing him. Yeah. Or just making him feel like he has to stay and help. Uh, but, oh, my goodness, man. Florence Pugh is so good. She is. Um the cinematography in this is fantastic. You know, most people are talking about how it's a uh, you'll be afraid of the the sun when mm-hmm. it's out, mm-hmm. and it, like it does such a good job at being terrifying while not hiding anything. Um, it's just so fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> oh man, uh, one of the one of the things I really enjoyed, like they used like reflections a lot in this movie Mm -hmm. like mirrors and stuff like that like yeah and one of the scenes the entire table is a mirror isn't it yes i think so but like they instead of just like panning to show all the characters they have like a mirror in the background uh showing one of the other characters who sat down behind the camera or something like that Mm -hmm. and they really utilized that a lot in this movie and I, i really enjoyed it because uh, it wasn't all just like it wasn't all like that, but it was like enough to where you could be like, "Oh man, that's nice." Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I I uh, I don't know how familiar you are with like Nordic culture at all before this. Not much. Um, well, first of all, like there there is a picture of my older sister in a wedding where like the wedding theme was Nordic because part of my family is Swedish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I can't look at a picture of her from that wedding the same way ever again because yeah. she's wearing like Swedish, uh, Swedish, uh, you know, dress and all yeah. that. And um, but the uh, Etta Stupa, I believe, is what it's called, where the the old people kill themselves to not be a burden on the the clan. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what that was beforehand, but like it took me a while because I forgot what the word was. And when uh, they say tomorrow we're going to uh, partake in the Atestopa and the uh, the one friend who's there doing his thesis on it was just like, wow, really? And like that guy's a total asshole for not telling oh, yeah. his, his friends what it was, especially when she was like, is it scary? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> just like Tim like, Allen to that shit. <laughs> it's it's one thing to be open to other cultures and it's another thing to completely drag your unknowing friends into that (laughs) like like come on man like that's something like people should definitely know before watching yeah it's it's not it's not like you know watching them like slit a goat's throat or whatever it's watching two of the elders (laughs) jump off a cliff to their death one of which does not die right away, so mm. they smash his head with a hammer. <laughs> see, when he, when he, as soon as he jumped and I didn't see him going like face first or anything, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I know how that's going next. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, the, the whole movie does a really good job at like being weird and unsettling. And oh, man. Like even to the point, but in a weird way, it's 
you kind of understand how Florence Pugh's character is kind of like taken a uh, taken back by it like Mm -hmm. the the whole community aspect which she never really had even with her boyfriend she never had like this loving community and the scene where after she finds out her boyfriend has cheated on her and like goes back and cries and then all of the other women cry with her I was just like oh this is not going to end well (laughs) yeah that was yeah, that was super unsettling. Yeah. I was like, oh, she she's in this now. She's a part of this. She is okay with everything that's happening. <laughs> oh man. Um, Ari Aster, you genius. You you sexy genius bastard. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, man. This this movie is so good. Um just yeah. like everybody involved. Um at the at the end of the day, every time you just you go back you you sit down, you ponder, and you go, fucking white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I did at the end of this movie. I'm like, damn it. Between this and, oh, shit, now, of course I'm blanking right now. Uh, get out. I'm like, at the end of the movie, I'm like, Fucking white people. <laughs> and this this movie had like real white people, like really white people in it. Yeah, I mean they're too. they're Nordic. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, but, so just uh, just have a movie sit there oh, and go. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is the guy who participates in the Estu, Estu, Etestupa, or mm-hmm. however the hell you pronounce it, uh, the guy who jumps and breaks his ankles. He looks like one of my uncles. <laughs> And it made that whole part with him. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, he looks different <laughs> enough where I could I could separate the two. But it was still just like I kept thinking of my uncle throughout the entire thing. I'm like, oh, oh, uh, why? There's, there, there's one scene that it had me dying. Um, and it was the scene where they took the mushrooms in the beginning. Uh, and they're all just sitting in a field and... Uh, Will Poulter's character is just like, I need you guys to lay down. Can you please <laughs> lay down? <laughs> yeah, he, he was great. He oh, was, he was fantastic for what yeah. what he was in it for. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! And I'm not saying I may or may not have participated in such events, but that is exactly what goes down during that scene. You're just like, hey, all right, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Help me! <laughs> it's so funny. I was laughing uh, that whole time. Yeah, and you I mean, it? even as someone who has not partaken in that, or you know, the the craziest thing, mind bending wise, I've ever done was get anesthesia from when I got my wisdom teeth <laughs> out. Um, it, it's still funny. Like I, I it's probably just because I watch a lot of movies, but I could tell that that was pretty a pretty truthful. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, it was so showing funny. of it. And like I, I kept laughing at every line they were saying just because. Oh yeah. Been there, done that. Um, yeah. Anyway, did you notice at any point, any point they were taking like a drug or like a drink or something like that, like things in the background or foreground would be like kind of pulsating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the entire. Especially during the dinner after the the May Queen. Yeah, that's probably like the biggest thing. Um, you know, from the dancing of the May Queen mm-hmm. forward. It's pretty much like, especially the one flower on her crown keeps like opening and closing. Yeah. And then um, the uh, the one meal that was in front of her too kept doing it too. Yeah. 
yeah, that was a, a, a interesting touch. I, I really enjoy the detail of this. I'm probably going to see this again on Wednesday because it's just that kind of movie. I don't know if Kira wants to see it or not. We saw Hereditary together. This, yeah. this is a little bit easier to take than Hereditary. Yeah. It's yes a little and more, no. It's a little it's, more normal. It's not as it's not as sad, which I think gets a lot of people in Hereditary. Yeah, but it is more fucked up in my mind. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of kind so of gray area. During the meat pie scene, did you immediately go? Well, they're eating their friend. They're eating I their did. one friend. And I don't and know if they ever answered they, that. They did. They didn't. Because every... Well, actually, I don't know. Oh, we, we did say spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, could, I could say that. I guess the one the one person who disappears where you think, all right, well, they're eating their, that guy, uh, that one guy now. I won't say names now. So, so they're eating that one guy. Like, his person was still a thing, not, like, all torn up and, like, like he was still alive. Yeah. Um... However, the one chick, though, I can't say for sure. I, well, if I, I mean, saw they, her they put them all in the barn at the end, or the yeah. Um, so the only person who it could have been was uh, eyebrows. Will Poulter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's completely skinned yeah. at the end, where um, you know, his his skin is just filled with hay when they put him into the. The uh, oh man, that was the weird. barn thing. That was weird yeah. seeing him skinned the, and Hannibal lectured. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I I kind of liked is uh, you, you know how they sacrifice two of their own just to make it even. Mm-hmm. Um, the and they told the guy that he would feel no pain. Mm-hmm. He totally feels pain, and it made me just question everything about the entire cult. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what that was about. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a the the drugs they gave him didn't work. Um because the other character didn't seem to be phased by it. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of one of that thing where, you know, they with the Atastupa um when the first woman died, they didn't mourn at all. And then when the second guy broke his ankles and was suffering, yeah, they all when they one, all one person's mourned. in pain, they're all in pain. It seems yeah. like. So I, I wonder if that's what there's going. Like you know, they were trying to make it painless, but mm-hmm. it didn't really work out. So uh, it's definitely something I'd have to read into. And yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I really like this movie. I'm glad because I, I, we were gonna have problems if you didn't. So, um, like, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't go into it expecting a lot. Not that I shouldn't have, but I don't like like wanting to expect something yeah. big. Uh, because I kind of did that with Hereditary. Like, I expected more horror, but I came out still loving it, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't what I expected. Um, I think. I think this is easier to take in for the average person because mm-hmm. hereditary, like you said, is more depressing. Um, it's just, this one's just more fucked up. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is everything is beautifully shot, and it's mostly just because of the color palette. Like the color palette is beautiful, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, uh, when you find out her sister did a murder suicide of her parents and herself uh, by, you know. Feeding a, 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 a hose of carbon, like from the carb muffler to them. The way they shot that with the police and fire department going in to find the bodies was mm-hmm. s- 
stunning. Like it was just the best scene like that that I've ever seen, you know, like darkly lit. It it was just so great. So even when they're they're playing with darkness, it was still beautiful. Yeah. Did did I tell you what I I caught the like ass end of what the title cards they were doing, like the Swedish title cards. So I sat down as like that went away and it went into the movie. After like the 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 trees and the snow and everything. Yeah, so I just sat down for the trees and the snows and stuff. Uh. Well, that's good timing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, do you have anything else to say? Uh, not much. Fantastic mm-hmm. film. Everybody was great in it. Yeah. Uh, Ari Aster, so. make Ari more Aster, stuff. Please. Make more stuff. What time is it? 9 p.m. That can't be right. The sky is blue. This is what 9 p.m. is like here. <laughs> How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. Really? Yeah. What do you think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. So that'll do it for The Basement and Midsummer. Let's get into The Judgment. Glenjamin Button, will you make The Basement a shelf boy? Basement can go in the basement. It's not going on no shelf. Yeah, it's going to go. We're going to we're going to dig a hole in the basement to make it lower than the basement. And that's where the basement and spring breakers <laughs> will gonna, reside. We're going to John Wick it, except for valuables won't be in the basement. Yes, it'll uh, be underground. The unvaluables. Unvaluable basement. So floor. far, two things. <laughs> We should do something. So this is a a, a basement hole boy. <laughs> the hole boy. The hole boy. It's right now. It's just the basement and uh, oh my and, goodness and uh, spring breakers. So yeah, that's a no for me as well. Midsummer. Uh, I think we've already praised this movie enough. I'm mm. not even gonna tease anyone a little bit. It 100 is a shelf boy. It is a shelf boy. Yes. So the basement does not make it onto the shelf. Midsummer does make it onto the shelf. That brings us to next week when we will discuss two other movies. Uh, I believe I went first last week, so you go with yours this this time. My movie is going to be the 1984 Dune. Um, Dune. Dune. Oh no! Isn't that like four or five million hours long? Is it? It says it's only two. <laughs> Uh, I have not heard much about this movie, but I have heard about this movie's name a lot. Okay. That's the main reason I'm going to pick it. And it, it is on Amazon. Um, and I guess I'll get into it. It is directed by, obviously, David Lynch, uh, written by Frank Herbert and uh, David Lynch. Oh, look at that. It stars uh, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, Virginia Madsen, and Francesca Annis, or Annis, whatever you want to call it. Uh... A duke's son leads desert warriors against the, gal- the galactic emperor and his father's 
evil nemesis when mm. they assassinate his father and free the desert world for the emperor's rule or from the emperor's rule. Ooh. Uh, I don't know shit about this movie. I just know mm, its name was either. a lot or uh, strewed across the galactic yeah. universe a lot. I thought it was a miniseries, which is why I thought it was long. Um, but yeah, if it's uh, what platform is that on? I'm sorry. Uh, I only saw it on Amazon Prime. Okay. I don't know if it is on anything else. I could search real quick while you're yeah. talking about yours, but yeah, that's Amazon, right. Prime's Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime is the one. Everybody's got Amazon Prime. Uh, okay, so Dune is Glenjamin's movie. Uh, I know for a fact you've seen this movie because we talked about it in one of our videos once. Uh, this movie is called Roadhouse. <laughs> I have it on DVD. I don't have to yeah, do anything else. There you go. Uh, it's available on Netflix. Netflix sponsor us. Please. Uh, starring Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch, Sam Elliott, and Ben Gazzara. Have you seen um, it? I have not seen it. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. This is a guilty pleasure. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, it is written by Lance R. Lance Hill and Hilary Henkin and directed by Rowdy Harrington. What a name, Rowdy Harrington. Mm. <laughs> Roadhouse tells the story, stand by, it is loading, of... A tough bouncer that is hired to tame a dirty bar. That is that's, it. That's all you need to know. That's it's the really entire it. plot. Uh, the reason I picked this is because you talk so highly of it as a guilty pleasure, and one of my coworkers won't shut up about this movie. Really? <laughs> uh, so we're going to watch Roadhouse, available on Netflix, Netflix Monstros. Please. So next, next week's movies... It's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, it's going to be 80s week, man. We're going to do 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Dune. That is available on Amazon Prime and Roadhouse, available on Netflix. Netflix, Netflix sponsor us. Please. Jesus Christ. Uh, as <laughs> always, you can follow us on Insta Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. On Facebook, we are Keystone Film Review. On Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we do some 80s stuff. Goodbye. What, what 80s stuff? I don't know. Okay. Just go. <laughs> Coke. Cocaine. <laughs> PCP. And new Coke. Oh, my goodness. Bye.